Or in the little sugar plum fairies and cotton candy ding dongs. It is once again somehow a end of yearish sort of episode. I think we should have one more. We'll probably have one more. But anyway, but we'll also trash South Street. Trash South Street, Luke, Jamie, Jamie Z. We'll not acknowledge this as our three-year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Um, Happy anniversary. We clink um, our. I clink my our root beers. Yes, my root beers. <laughs> Ooh, this root beer tastes so good in my nose. Gums numb. <laughs> Bolivian marching powder, as Stephen King and no one else on earth would call it. <laughs> so what's new? It's been a couple weeks, and uh, just got last episode out. Not you did pretty well. A couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have had it done in a week, but yeah. So you, we had uh, shit going. We had Never. Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Buddy? It was not great. Okay. I ain't gonna go into my personal life, but okay. it's been a uh, so it's been a, a roller coaster ride of yeah. personal drama. You? Oh, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no drama. No, no. That was actually relaxing to a yeah. point. Yeah. I went over my parents. Mark went over his mom's. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Yeah. My Victor did not want to go around the table while my dad said grace, so he just said, "I hate you, Grandpa," and oh. just laid on the floor. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Why did he? Is he just? Because he had to stop it? playing. That kid has strong opinions. Yes, he does. Yeah. What else is going on? Oh, again, honestly, for me, nothing much. <laughs> I ain't going to go too much into it, but uh, I did have the privilege of hearing someone die probably in the hospital today. Ah. Uh, yeah, nothing. It's been like a, like, a, like a whole weird personal shit. Oh, this is going on. Okay. The greatest thing ever. What? I got my copy of Hemisphere's 40th Anniversary Edition. Okay. It's one of the greatest albums by the greatest band is it ever. Rush? Yes. I was like, is this some Rush. Rush album? It is not some Rush album. It is the proggiest Rush album Ooh. there is. It's actually probably their last prog album. Ah. And it has like the trees on it. It's about trees. It's not Ooh. really about trees, it's about America and Canada. Oh. It's got La Villa Strangiato. Would you special order that or something? It they they did a fortieth anniversary reissue. Ah. You know, like the hundred and eighty gram weight vinyl. Was it double LP? Well, no. It's so this is the thing. So it's actually a triple LP. Yes, actually, but <laughs> so it's essentially it's the remaster of Hemispheres. The hemispheres. Oh my God! <laughs> it's the remaster of Hemispheres, and the second two. It's basically a double live album of unreleased content. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah, so pretty good. Yeah. Cool. I mean, God help you if you don't like Rush. I can't help you here, but. I didn't say I disliked well, I'm just saying to the I audience, no to the legions of people. Mm. So I was going to get a stone tickets. Yeah, and they were, yeah, let's talk about it. Affordable, were they? Uh, so they're playing at the Lincoln Financial. I, Lou and I have always wanted to see the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect they'd be cheap. I wasn't expecting some $20 ticket. I was expecting like 200 bucks for some kind of like not that great seats. Yeah. Nosebleed tickets, maybe even standing room only. Mm-hmm. Even the nosebleed tickets, four hundred, almost four hundred dollars. I think yeah. I found it as cheap as three eighty nine, mm. and that's not including service tax. Yeah. So it would have been over four hundred dollars. And I'm, I just cannot. No, not for the stones. Not for the stones, four hundred, four hundred bucks. So I had to pass on that. Who would you pay four hundred bucks for? Hmm, I, it probably needs to bring someone back from the dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd have to. Not uh, a whole lot. Hmm. There's no one I can think of off the top of my head. How about you? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus in the Mary Chain? Jesus. 
Because we bought, you bought the Iron Maiden tickets, right? The Maiden tickets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I did want to add, um, I had looked at later on, because someone posted something on my Facebook. Yeah. About Stone's tickets. There is no consistency from place to place how much those tickets are going. It's crazy. Um, I'm I'm gonna check once it gets closer or whatever. StubHub, someone just trying to get rid of them, ditch them yeah. for like three hundred bucks. I, I wouldn't even think about three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but we paid what two hundred for the Who. Yeah, I, that's okay. And we had really good seats. Mm-hmm. I, that's okay with me. But four hundred bucks for crap seats, I yeah. just can't justify that. How much was Lady Gaga? I don't remember. Katy Perry. It was like two hundred bucks. I was like, no way, man. I said the the Rolling Stones definitely have an incept date that's uh, quickly approaching. Oh yeah, I want to see Billy Joel. I don't want to pay four hundred bucks. Who would pay for? What if you? uh, Let's see, four hundred bucks. Who would I pay for? I would pay for the Who four hundred bucks if they somehow brought back Keith Moon and John (laughs) Entwistle. Yeah, and you have Um, like first row seats. First row. Oh, um, Beatles. Yeah, basically, it had to be an act you were never going to see. Exactly. But, like, realistically, I don't know if there's anyone... Like, I wouldn't even see Madonna front row, because I saw Madonna, like, in the last ten years, and I was kind of like, oh, this is cool, but she's kind of so old. So, probably, if he had lived, I would go 400 for Bowie tickets. That's understandable. If he was a lot... But, like, very few people, like... Like, I, like I know you're not a Bob Dylan fan. I can understand Bob Dylan, like... I wouldn't even, he would never play outside at the link, yeah. but I don't know. I would say if you got me minutes after that garbage show, I probably <laughs> would have ponied up again for that. But yeah, that's like just crazy. Yeah. Crazy get nuts. Pretty much. I did see a concert. Yeah. Um, actually, two days ago. Oh. Brendan Kelly and the Wandering Birds was playing with Sincere Engineer and Max something or other. Yeah. Weinberg? Yes. No, it wasn't him. And I was kind of like deciding if I wanted to go or not. It's a weeknight. I was I barely slept the night before. I just was tired. I think the sh- show started at 9. So I left my house at 9.45. Got down there at 10.30, which is even greater. So Kung Fu Necktie, I'm all, I get like anxiety when if you... If it's off street parking, sometimes yeah. it just kind of bothers me. I just don't like like driving around. I don't know. That's just me. People have anxiety. So anyway, they actually have a lot now. Not right at Kung Fu oh. neck, Necktie, but off a little bit down the street, a little bit further, mm-hmm. and it's a pay lot. So I was like, fucking mm. awesome. So I went in and I had my tickets on will call. Bought the newest record. Walked back to my car. Put the record in. Came back in, mm-hmm. and Brendan Kelly had just started playing. Oh, all right. So it was uh, it was perfect timing. Except for these assholes right. in front of me. One tall dude, kind of looked like Tom Mitchell a little bit, but, yeah. but um, taller. Uh, and there's, he, he was with a friend and then these two like short girls. And they were all just super annoying. Like I find people that go to like a dive bar just walking around with a glass of wine, just pretentious. Besides that... Well, they are pretentious. <laughs> I think that's almost the definition of pretentious. These people are like not paying attention. They're like blocking the whole entranceway like kung fu neckties is like a small intimate like almost like dive bar and the dude's just complaining the whole time like where should we go afterwards and the girl's like i bought this and he's like what it's, it's a record he, can you hold it he's like no i just worked at ups for, for 12 hours no. i was like what the f- this is why am i have to listen to this i just mm. came here to watch the show so anyway i just got super annoyed and i end up moving in front of this other girl and I said, I'm sorry if I'm blocking your view. I just couldn't take these people next yeah. to us. And she's like, oh, my God, I thought I was the only one. 
they were to the point they had their backs turned and they were constantly getting drinks. So I was just like, what are the fuck are you doing here? I mean, everywhere you go, there's annoying people. Was it sort of a factor of that young people who don't go to concerts and seem like they want to be seen? I have no idea what they were doing there. I don't know if they were there for Sincere Engineer or they kind of, they were, they knew who Brendan Kelly was because they're like, we like we kind of like his older album. Not This new one's not that good. And I was oh. like, all right. you know, And I haven't yeah. given his new album that well of a listen. I heard a couple songs. Were they a bunch of, we'll say, Bumblebee Tunas? Eh, I don't know. I have no idea. They they were just like young. They were like 25, like trying to be out and about. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the Brendan Kelly was pretty drunk, but it, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I literally was there for an hour and then went home. So it was fun. And then I went home. Yeah. Got home around midnight. All right. Read for a little bit. And yeah. then I went to bed. And 2.30, something hits my head. It's Victor throwing stuffed animals in the bed because he does that when he comes into bed at, in the yeah. middle of the night. So he crawls into bed and like a half hour later he starts like totally grabbing onto me kind of like hugging me. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he goes, and just starts puking on me. Mm. And I was like, awesome. I got three hours of sleep. Um, so he had a bit of a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. This is literally yesterday. No. So. so does it throw the stuff to animals like because he's like gearing up? Like yeah, he just boys? wants to sleep with them in the bed so he uh, throws them like... in. So he's not like, get up fucker. Yeah. <laughs> But literally, it was these peas. Remember his peas he used to play yeah. with? So I get hit with a pea in the head. Uh. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But thank <laughs> yeah. God I didn't have anything to drink at the concert. Yeah, or nice. would have been even more interesting. Mm-hmm. Probably would have got like puked in my mouth. No. <laughs> Okey mouth. So yeah, I saw Brendan Kelly. And uh, yeah, he was good. Awesome. He was good. Uh, Want to hop to music? I guess so. Yeah. You want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll go first. Cool. Somewhere, Jamie... Between Interpol and the Pixies lay Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Jane Grace, of course, previously Thomas Jane of Punisher War Journal <laughs> and uh, that Stephen King remake of The Mist. Um, and, and Boogie Nights. And Boogie Nights. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Laura Jane Grace was in Boogie Nights. <laughs> and this is off Bloodshot Records. This is sort of, I take it, it's a side project for From Against Me. What, uh, his, or her, um, hey, I guess it's kind of, I, I would say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I was trying to figure it, and it was like, so, like, uh, stuff that did not fit necessarily with the against me. He, um, he, I keep saying it, she kind of always did like this folk punk. Yeah. And it, this album reminded me, it went back to that first, like, against me album. Yeah, so it reminded me a lot of, the various point, Mountain Goats. Oh, okay. Some Pixies stuff in there, some cool, like, some, we'll say some Dinosaur Junior riffs, whiffs of Nirvana. But basically, it was. Um, Maybe I listened to a different album. Than no, that. I don't think you did. I just I'm talking about the licks, the okay. riffs, and those. But this is a very, it's a very straightforward indie rock album with folk underpinning. So yeah, I thought it was very folk, like going back to that. Folky. It'd be funny if you did listen to. Was there a song called "I Hate Chicago"? Yes. Okay. So you did. <laughs> uh, oh, and the album is called uh, "Bought to Rot," and this comes from the idea that uh, they rushed, Thomas Jane rushed to get this album out before surgery, because. Uh. She did not want it lingering like groceries bought just a rot away. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, or like every piece of fruit I've ever purchased. <laughs> and returned at the grocery store. Yeah, or return it. Yeah, all the avocados I've had that have ruined my cat's uh, lunch. So, so let's hop to it. Let's hop to it. Opens with China Beach, which has some next level fucking David Byrne shit going really? for like a better word. It's a very, uh, there's a very focused pounding guitar. It evokes this sort of 
real paranoid feeling. Okay. And that's sort of what it's about. It's about paranoia and self-doubt. And a lot of these songs are about... They're basically three topics of loving someone, mm-hmm. hating someone, and some sort of mental illness. Okay. So again, it opens with China Beach, which really does remind me of some uh, David Byrne shit. Not the, the show back in the And 90s. the show. Although I got China Beach and... Which one hit open with Paint It Black? It wasn't China Beach. It was another... That's one I always think about. Yeah, but there were like three... Yeah, all those nom shows. China Beach was the one that was like a hospital, right? Yes. And like one of the Delaney's was in it? Yes. All right. I used to watch the one with the Paint It Black, but I cannot remember the one. Call it a tour of duty? No. Eh, Well, anyway, you can join in our uh, (laughs) China Black podcast. Go ahead. I'm just... I didn't write down the names of the songs. And I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm going to go through most of them. Uh, Apocalypse Now and Later. I, I, I did listen yeah, to that. Yeah, I love this one because I feel like it has one of the most, we'll call it, indie rock lyrics ever, which is the bliss of your kiss in the apocalypse. <laughs> the bliss of your kiss in the apocalypse. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's something. I like, really I like her lyrics. They're very clever. Yeah, yeah a lot of it is very clever, very smart. Uh, a lot of it is very inventive and different. Mm-hmm. Um, Reality Bites. It's a good song. Good song. Uh, co-written with Sabrina Ellis of A Giant Dog. Another band I love. Amsterdam Hotel Room. I didn't listen to Possibly that. my favorite song. See, see, stupid They didn't put everything on Yeah. That's my favorite song. I like it if for no other reason that it talks about not having the uh, room service actually clean your room. <laughs> and it's sort of about being in, well, in Amsterdam in this case. And... Just wanting to meet somebody but hiding in your hotel room. Basically, that that goes under the mental illness category. Mm-hmm. Friendship song. It's a good song. Good song. Straight up fucking Harry Chapin. Yes. Uh, yes. Hotel song would be another one along that. Oh, a lot of the songs end are just in the word song. So you have the airplane song, the hotel song. Yeah, yeah. The acid I, test song. Yeah. Kind of funky. Um, I Hate Chicago was yeah. probably the other. <laughs> I Hate Chicago. I listened to that and it was just, it's just so... Angry. So I hate Chicago. I, I love the anger. So that's actually what made me decide to read this because it's an extremely it's angry song. song. And it's best when he's like, Yeah, it caught me. This is just another divorce song. And I like how he's like, Fuck the cops, fuck the socks. Yeah, yeah fuck the socks. <laughs> like, she's drug. from, um, Gain- no, she's from Gainesville, Florida. I oh, she, oh, her wife. Yeah. And it gets confusing. It's from Chicago and made them move to Chicago. So I think I remember from. Either uh, the autobiography or post interviews. Uh, Laura Jane Grace, and it gets confusing. How, like, is the, how you talk about someone, someone's pre-transition career? Yeah, it's a little tough. But, but anyway, I so, try to refer as she. But. So LJG L- yeah. was married, and apparently, LJG's wife made them move to Chicago, where uh, the lady in question, meaning the wife. Began having an affair. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah, I Hate Chicago. I mean, there are lots of... I think every hate song on this album is about her, meaning LGG's wife. Yeah, but it's so angry, it's definitely worth a listen. Dad is great. Like, he's not a laugh. He's like, oh, you caught me. This is another divorce song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I hate to learn how to make a pizza, you fucks. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot. It's just a... And it ends with that one... And it's too close to Missouri or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. So that song is great. I You're love that song. You're still in Illinois. Like it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like Chicago. I think Chicago yeah, is a I cool town. But just this irrational hatred is awesome. Yeah. As I said, friendship song is sort of about being um, 
basically two misfits who find each other mm-hmm. um, with alligator lips and hum- hummingbird arms or whatever it is. Yes. Hummingbird hips would be wrong, but I don't think that's it. Acid test song is kind of funky. I thought of you when I saw that song. Yeah. I thought of the fast acid test. Ah, yes. Zing on. Apologies. It ends with the apology song, which is sort of about I'm sorry how I fucked up and I'm a fuck up. But that is not the final song I'll talk about here. Valeria Galino. See, I didn't listen to that. I didn't go down far enough. That's a good song. I'll check it out. But I don't know what it's fucking about. Do you know who Valeria Galino is? No. She's an actress. She's, I guarantee you've seen her. She's the girlfriend in Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Two. Oh. And shit, what is it? Uh, Rain Man. She's an Italian actress. She's done some. Huh. You've, I guarantee you've seen no, her. No, I'm in Hot Shots. So you at least have an idea who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. And she had a big career. She has a big career in Italy. But I don't know what this is about because it's, it's just weird and it's like, huh. and at one point there's a line, I couldn't orgasm. I need eye contact. And I don't know if it's like LJG engaging in the erotic arts of self, thinking yeah, about Valeria Galino or what, but it's mystifying. It just gets more and more energetic and angry. And I just don't know. Hmm. So, uh, oh, and Screamy Dreamy. I couldn't get is, into that song. It's like, eh, it's hard. It builds. It's not my favorite. It's either about LJG trying to get her daughter to sleep in the dark, I would say we're more likely when you're in that weird trying to get to sleep but your brain won't shut up. Yeah. So it's a good album. Like clever lyrics, good music, I was catchy so songs. pleasantly surprised. I thought it was um, really, really done well. Um, so, sorry, I got hiccups. Um, said that, um, again, I'm trying to hold up a hiccup. It's one of those things where the burp won't go one way or the other. Can I take a drink of water? <laughs> Keep the audience amused while I drink. So. <laughs> Excuse moi. Yeah, you used to do that, right? What? Yeah. I've done that when Great Kitty's like cleaning herself and she just stares at me. She gives me stink eye. Yeah, she's you have sp- no pants on. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> catch a snake. Ride the snake to the ancient lake. <laughs> a really quick story before I, I finalize this. and I'll, tell the, I'll finish and I'll tell the story. Okay. So uh, LJG cited several influences. Um, while she did not say the Mountain Goats, uh, Laura Jane, Grace, and the Devouring Mothers had actually put out an album of Mountain Goats covers. Oh, I didn't know that. Previously. I don't think it ever actually came out, oh, but okay. they did one. And the way the lyrics flow, like, anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, so Tom Petty was cited as an influence. I did read that. That and, Tom Petty, Petty was like a real big influence. Yeah, which I could see. Uh, also from Gainesville, Alabama, or mm-hmm. Florida. <laughs> Roland Howard. Okay. Who was in a little band called the birthday party oh okay which i did read that started as a big influence and i, I was saw like, birthday party and- valeria galino yeah the guitars in that song do remind me of some like um early nick cave slash late birthday party shit hmm. so so uh ljg uh the devouring mothers bought to rot i recommend it it's good stuff i like um, it a lot so yeah really quick about three months ago, my boss, my old boss, like, gave notice. Okay. And she had been in the company for, like, 20 years. So there were a million cards going around, and you had to sign every one. So the final one was, it was a picture of something. I don't even remember what. And we all had to sign it. And I was so sick of signing at that point, I just wrote, ride the snake to the ancient lake. 
And um, at the going away party, when they were presenting it to her, that's the first thing she saw. And so half the people got it and thought it was funny. Other half, no, not so much. You should have just said, no, I'm not going to sign. No, you can't. It's no, you like, can't. See, no. I seen that episode of Seinfeld. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Too late now, I signed. That was like, my, my mom buys those shirts. Yeah. That you see pop up on, like, mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram that would yeah. be like, my Eagles will beat your Redskins. They have, like, entirely... I'm a girl who likes books, unicorns, mm-hmm. brooches, and lima beans. And you're like, who the fuck would ever buy a shirt like that? That's my mom. So It's like... Um... So she had the shirt on the other day, and it was like, I like books, the smell of books. It was... I, mm-hmm. I got a sentence in, and I'm like, I'm not reading anymore. Oh. And my mom's like, did you see my shirt? And I'm like, yeah. You should have read the back. And she said... It says, and the taste of pussy. <laughs> so she says, you see my shirt? I'm like, yeah. Uh-huh. She's like, did you read it? I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, no, read it. And I was like, no. And she's like, no, no, you have to read it. And I was like, no. And well, the sense of her, like, just panicking that yeah. I would not read her shirt. Mm-hmm. I said, it's too much to read. I don't care. And, uh. No, no, you have to read it. I'll read it to you. So then she continued to read it yeah. to me. So people do buy those shit shirts. All right. Anyway, LJG. LJG. I think you're trying to get back at me at for what? From the the the, the shit story you did last episode. This I think you're still great mad. Story. I think you're mad. It was a great story. You're trying to belittle every story of mine now. I know what you're doing. No, I'm just trying to. <laughs> why were you talking about shirts? Uh, I wasn't talking about shirts. I forget why. You said... Oh, because you were saying how you didn't want to sign a card. Yeah. It's like I didn't want to read a shirt. Oh. That's where that it went. doesn't quite make sense. Well, it made sense in my brain. Anyway, yeah, all right. Not doing something you anyway. don't want to do. Ah. Yeah. I just was sick of doing it. Yeah. No, that's what I said. You shouldn't have just... I would have been like, no. Yeah. People get mad when you don't want to do... But you look like a dick. Eh, who cares? Still had to work with these people. True. Anyway. Anyway. LJG. Sick of it all. Sick of it all. <laughs> Wake the Sleeping Dragon. Came out in October this... Obviously, 2018. Out of New York, their classic New York hardcore yes. band, and they've been around since 1986. Mm-hmm. 32, if you didn't know how to do that math, 32 years in the hardcore scene, and this is their 12th album mm. off of Fat Records, and it's 17 songs. There's not too much I can say about Sick of It All, because yeah. if you've ever listened to New York hardcore, yeah, it's, it's Sick, Sick of, of It yeah. All is a, a very big name there. But I, 34 minutes, I thoroughly enjoyed this record. I thought it was great for, like... A band that's been around that long and yeah. still put out a fun... Not, mm-hmm. You wouldn't say fun. It's a very angry, but more yeah. punk than hardcore in my opinion. Yeah. So anyway, first song, really good. Um, Inner Vision, fast, fun. Had like, that youth crew and like New York hardcore sound. That's all I can really say. Yeah. It's pretty much it. Every song. That crazy white boy shit, fast, fun, real catchy hook. I guess it's about like them with, with the bad brains and stuff. Kind of mm-hmm. cool. Bulls anthem or bulls anthem. It's more like a fight anthem, a fight anthem of animal abuse. Yeah. It's pretty catchy. It has that street punk feel to it. But I didn't even realize until I give it like a third listen. I'll listen to it when I like, work out sometimes that it was about like like abusing bulls for bullfighting and with the matador and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's a good song. Robert Moses was a racist. I still have to look up who Robert Moses is. Yeah. I guess he's some poli- New York politician. And probably a racist, it sounds like. Okay, some would think he was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. That real punk rock feel to it. Um, self-important shithead. Uh, a funny song, fast. More, you know, about social... Mm-hmm. Everyone being social media obsessed. Always with us. It's more of a straight rock and roll, and it's just kind of remembering friends and loved ones that are not with us anymore. Wake the Sleeping Dragon... Very punk rock, very political. 
beef between vegans about conflict in the vegan community and just pretty much like why are we dividing ourselves let's just kind of better to be united and just not be assholes yeah. more or less um, and get rid of anti-animal idioms like bring home the bacon or... yeah that's well i think that's more pita that's than, pita in their yeah. fucking hand. anyway go ahead sir. bad hombres uh obviously u.s politics what do you think trump's wall maybe yeah. hmm. about like just yeah just how stupid the whole wall thing is and um there's a nice little breakdown in the middle of the song i like it so after 12 albums i would say it's i really like this album it's fantastic yeah. for a guys in probably late 40s very political album and it's not even like just like saying anti-trump all the time it goes across mm-hmm. the board different trump social media rich getting richer conflicting groups animal abuse so it mm-hmm. just kind of hits on a bunch of different subjects it doesn't keep on like hammering in some of the same old stuff we've yeah you know, here over and over again as i said i think it's fantastic and i'm amazed that it's still this angry after 32 mm-hmm. years what did i say a little of the I don't even know I wrote and I was totally sober. <laughs> the the only thing I would have to say a little bit negative, like it's cool that it was thirty four minutes, but towards the end some of the songs start sounding a little bit the same to me. Yeah. But overall I'm I think it's fantastic. Like a lot of these bands have come out with new record, like Madball, Wisdom and Changes and Chains is not that old, but a bunch of like bigger hardcore bands have come out with albums and they've been fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've been very, very good. Um, and this is one of them. I I listened to it two times while I was boxing this morning, and it, I like it. Yeah. I definitely would recommend it. I gave it a listen. I got. I liked it a lot. I had to actually circle back, and mm-hmm. um, but you was. I would say it's much more of a punk rock. Yeah, which is why I like than a hardcore. Yeah. Um, well, I like to get it all. I like them. I think they're a really good band. Mm. I've never seen them live. Mm. It took me a while to like them. I just never. It's never my thing. Yeah. And then one day it just kind of clicked. I'm like, hey, you know what? They're almost more like kind of in that street punk genre, the hardcore street punk genre. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's New York hardcore. Yeah. Good stuff. So wake the sleeping dragon. Sick of it all. Mm. The S- end. Yes, the end. The end. Good night. Bye-bye. Originally, for our next guest, I was going to do that Shatner Christmas album sort of as a laugh. Yeah. I listened to one song, uh, Jingle Bells with Henry Rollins. I was going to say, I thought Henry Rollins was on A few people, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is so god-awful, I cannot do this album. I cannot. Ugh. Like, even even that stupid uh, Swordfish, not Swordfish from Bone, um, Bass Heart Replica. Oh, yes. Is, like, at least was engaging enough that I listened to. It was just unlistenable. It was like someone doing their... It's like every, like, bad Shatner impression, only Shatner's doing it. Shatner's mm-hmm. doing it, and... Anyway, that's not the point. So as I was, I was sort of, what will I do next? I checked my email and saw that Gurr had released an EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gurr, we did way back early, early on. Yeah, probably last year. A couple years ago, yeah. And they're sort of a, uh, kind of a poppy garage band, doo-wop garage band from Germany. Berlin. And they put out a, a Christmas EP. Was, yeah. With, um, I'm trying to hold another hiccup. Oh, talks amongst yourselves. Oh, you're verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. What did you do? Eat, like, burps? Yes, I ate a, <laughs> ate a box of burps. Mm, I had a box of burps. I'm doing burpees. Oh, I did burpees today. Yeah. How many did you do? More than you. I don't think so. No, you gotta tell me first. <laughs> um, I did 90. Mm. How many did you do? Um, 900. Shit. <laughs> Not even close. Actually, did right. thirty. Then I won. Anyway, um, so this is Gur with special guest Eddie Argos. 
And Eddie Argos, I find, is fucking, like, just amazing. Mm -hmm. So Eddie Argos was in a band called Art Brute. Okay. Uh, I never heard of him. I actually want to go back and listen to him. It sounds He's, vaguely familiar, but it just... Yeah. It does, too. He, like, he does comics and stuff. He did, um... Uh, maybe this. He did a whole bunch of, like, different albums, uh, various, or different bands of various pretentiousness, including one called The Donalds, which was an all-male Donna's tribute band. Oh, really? Like, for one... He did one called... I thought you said The Donalds at first. Yeah, The Donalds. Oh. So it was oh, all-male okay. Donna's. That's I think cool. he did an album that was called... Everyone's in the French Revolution now, which huh. is supposed to answer other songs. So, like Billie Jean, there's like a, a song called Billie Jean's that's in answering that. I don't know. I didn't listen to it, so it's either really good or really good. Anyway, this guy has like a great voice. Yeah. Sounds like an 80s punk who, if you're at a show, it would be probably he would hit the maximum amount of drunkness where you could still perform well. And. He would go downhill the next two songs, and by song three, he would be throwing whiskey bottles at you. <laughs> uh, he kind of speaks rather than sings the lyrics. Yeah. And it's just, it's really good. So it's only two songs, and they are chock full of adventure and excitement. Yes. Um, Christmas Holiday was kind of a jacked up B-52 song, sort of how it reminds Yeah. Yeah, I, I played um, it for Mark uh, today, yeah. or yesterday, and I was like... B-52s, kind of go-go's. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And that's exactly, and yeah, it breaks out like there's this really cool guitar solo that's like, how are you going to do it? And that's really good, and he's talking about, it's just like Christmas, and all the things you do at Christmas, and at one point he's like, I hope you all have the exact same amount of fun this Christmas as I am having, or something like that. Mm. Good. Then the other song is a little more ballady. Christmas One and Only. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a slower song. I think the lyrics are more clever in this song. Yeah, I agree. At one point, like in the beginning, he's talking about, basically it's about someone who's miserable every Christmas and they find someone to be happy. One of the lyrics in the beginning is like, everyone just wants to la like run and laugh. I, or something like, everyone wants to sing and laugh. I just want to run a bath. And at first I thought, there's some sloppy dumb lyrics. And I was like, oh, commit suicide. <laughs> so I was like, well played, sir, well played. <laughs> His favorite part about Christmas used to be what? Finishing everyone else's glasses yes, of, of wine. wine. Yes, so and and then he meets somebody and he talks about how Christmas is good. And the thing I really appreciate is uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie and so is Die Hard too. And yeah, they're just two songs. Great. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What it reminded me was Billy Childish and the head coach. Yes, totally. yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, I just wish they would come up with another album. Maybe. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It reminded me of like, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously Billy doesn't sing really on those. Yeah. But yeah, really good. Um, In short, like I said, two songs. Yeah, it's good. It's all can I you can... buy it? I, I bought it, yeah. Buy it. Cool. These have come from Berlin. I bought it digital only. I didn't see uh, okay. I didn't know if you bought like vinyl. No, I didn't see now, it. Now, when I say do you buy it, yeah, uh, oh, come yeah. on. Come on, join the club. No, it was only, um, I would probably buy if they released a press. Yeah. I'm going to skip ahead and do a quick review of this band, Sore Points. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you listened to it all. I think I did. Is it on your band camp? It's on Mark's. Oh, then I did not. I listened to, uh, is it Mind Force? Yes. Did you purchase? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My, I like Mind Force. Yeah. But anyway, no, I did not. Excalibur. Yeah. It's a good album. Very good album. Good so anyway, Sore Points, self-titled. It is their first full length, as far as I know. Um, they had a seven inch out, and they had a demo, and they are from Vancouver, British Columbia, off the Range Records. And this came out in September. If you like punk, garage punk, which is straight up, straightforward punk, 
and one to two minute songs, listen to sore points. Mm. I think it's fantastic. There's only so much I could say about this genre without repeating myself constantly. So I'll just go into a couple of the songs, and it's not very detailed because mm -hmm. I make shitty reviews. Anyway, uh, first song, No Control, Fast Fun, Garage Punk. A little head bobbing. It's, it's yeah. good. Breakdown is one of my favorite songs on the album. And then I started listening to the vocals, and it reminds me they're Joey Vindictive from the Vindictives, mm -hmm. and the lead singer from the Nightbirds. And that's what it kind of reminds me of. Mm -hmm. And then, strangely enough... The Nightbirds, I follow them on Instagram. They're in Vancouver tonight, and guess who they are playing with? Oh, Sore Points. Makes sense. Yep. Another good song, uh, Gone Away. Another song, Numb. Kind of reminds me, that's starting to remind me of um, a subhuman song. The more I started listening to it, it had that subhuman's kind of punk quality to it. And mm -hmm. I didn't read the lyrics. I'm guessing it's not very political. Subhumans yeah. is very political. Mm -hmm. Out of Luck and Pressure, very good songs. As I said, it's punk done right. It's fast it's snotty it's catchy this has like a very unproduced feel to it very raw and uh many of the songs kind of sound the same the more you listen to it the more you can distinguish it um and if you're a fan of like nightbirds of indictive subhumans even the hives put them all together and tune it down a yeah. little bit and it's good stuff i i can't say anything more good about it so sore points check them out oh. And speaking of the hives you know what else i bought tickets to the hives, the hives yeah. and refused yeah mm, pretty cool mm. Do you have anything else, or no? I mean, no music. So sorry. I know we better talk about this because you have Starcrawler. Starcrawler, yeah. I didn't Starcrawler. know. I know Mark was talking to you about it. I didn't yeah. even know if you knew anything came out. Uh, if you listened to our last podcast, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you did. But I did, yeah. Did you? You didn't order it, did you? No. Okay. Mm, salacious. Yeah. So maybe that's a Christmas no, present. No, can't wait. My half, my half lit Christmas tree will be very excited. Mm, well. It's not lit at all. Well, it's not lit, but... It's not plugged so, in. Well, I, I don't have enough lights yet. I need another string. You have to give me your bush. Uh, <laughs> I'll show you, yeah. I, I was totally confused. I'm like, are you trying to be, like, funny? I wasn't trying to... Bush I, lights. So bush I net. bought another non-sequitur story. So I bought, a, I bought a new Christmas tree. Did not have lights because they didn't have the ones with lights. I think it was like a $130 tree uh, marked down to 75 I paid $30 for it. At oh, shit. That's good. So, whatever. Anyway, yay me. So, I had to buy lights, and I bought... I had this brilliant idea of buying the... You know those net lights? I didn't know. I know what you're talking about now. So, yeah. They're, they're basically, someone figured out you can weave lights into a net and just throw it on a bush. And I had this idea. I'll get one of those for my tree. Well, it only filled like the first like third of the tree. It was mm. like too... Not short enough. It was made for a bush, not a tree. So, yeah, anyway, Lou's like... So I'm like, do you want this? And I was trying to like... Do you want this bush net? And I'm like, what are you trying to and say? And I think I was trying to make clear that it wasn't some dirty bird. It made no sense. So, yes. So bush nets. Bush nets. So star crawler. Unlike, unlike a, a, uh, a, a food server would wear in a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> a bush net. Bush net, yeah. Ew. Ew. Or I can't work anything in the dearly departed H-dubs bush. Yeah, there's nothing, uh, unless you caught his ashes with a bush net. Oh! <laughs> but you really can't. Yeah. Catch ashes with a net. It has to be very. That's very zen. Yes. Can you catch ashes with a net? I don't know. Like a madman catching ashes with a net. That's my. That's a lyric. Mm, that's anyway, well, what the book. fuck were we talking about? Starcrawler! Hollywood Ending! Yeah. Came out November this year, uh, off Rough Trade. November. Came out it's December, actually. Yeah. And it was produced by Ryan Adams. Oh, really? I'm guessing it's the same Ryan Adams. It makes sense, though. 
And I'm sure you listened to this. I figured you were going to end up reviewing it eventually. So yeah. I'm like, we both can kind of mm-hmm. do it. So Hollywood ending. Straight, like, alt-rock and roll song. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, me too. In it, a good way. I liked it a lot. but It almost sounds like something from the mid-90s. Like, in the singles or reality bites soundtrack. And I really like the chorus is really catchy. It's just like, what, talking at the end? Yeah. That I didn't really listen to that much. And it just sounds really different from the other stuff. Another band, it kind of reminded me of a tiny bit, is the Cardigans. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it is definitely really, really good. Mm-hmm. The, the B-side is Tank Top. And I would say that's more new wave, Blondie. Yeah. I thought X at first, and then Mark's like, yeah, it kind of sounds like Blondie. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I like both songs. They're just kind of just different yeah. from each other, but it's almost like a total 180 from their other stuff. Well, I feel like, and this is, it's too soon to tell. Yes. Because they only have like one out. It's a band that very much likes, this could sound like the douchiest music. <laughs> They're a band that very much likes to play with genres, Jamie. Yes. Their kids experimenting and doing it ever so well. Mm. Hmm. The sewing strings. The, <laughs> here's a question for you. Have you ever read a music review... And the description of the music has made you want to read the music when they talk about the intense throbbing beats and blah, blah, blah. No. No. Thank you. Anyway, go ahead. That's why my reviews kind of suck because I don't like... They don't suck. They're just short because I just say like where they're from, what they kind of sound like, what songs are good. Mm -hmm. I like it or it's okay. (laughs) But this, I like Starcrawler. I know you do a lot. And you'll probably get a seven inch for Christmas. Yay! Yay! It's on its way. Mm. But I really like this. Um... Because even Mark brought up, he's like, I think it was either you or Lou and I. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was Lou. The last album was kind of a bunch of songs that were really good but mm-hmm. thrown together. Mm-hmm. So it kind of has no cohesion to it yeah. to a point. And this might be they're just actually sitting down and like yeah. hammering something out mm-hmm. where it has more cohesion, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to... And all the songs were good on there, but yeah, they were just trying to fill out enough songs to have Yeah, a, and I thought LP. that's what you said about yeah. it. I was like, no, nah, I don't... Look, I'm not that good of a reviewer. No. I get lucky. <laughs> but yeah, Starcaller, great. Yeah, like so I thought it was really good. Yeah, that first song just had this like eight, um, sorry, 90s alt feel to mm-hmm. it. I really like yeah. it. It's pretty cool. It's an oldie to them. Mm, yeah. yeah. I know, they're young. <sighs> young. 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 <laughs> like Carl Young. Yes, I guess. He's a baby psychologist. Mm-hmm. So that's about it for our yeah. reviews. Yeah, um, I would I would say I guess let's try to get one out. I think we're out or at least record one time before the new year, either like the week before Christmas, probably the week after Christmas. Yeah. I'm thinking, and then you could you'll be off. You could maybe unless I'm actually off that whole week. They're making you might be able to hammer something. Yeah. Out. So I think we can get something. We can even do it during the week too. Yeah. So. So yeah, we'll try to get one more out and have a topic. We'll do best of 2018. I don't know if you've been compiling any lists. Uh, in my head. It's a little tough this year because I know what my number one is. I think I know what my top five are. But there's so many well, really good, there's really yeah, good there's albums really good out. Here. But there's nothing, there's not a total top ten where I'm like, well, that was really good, but it's like mm-hmm. something on the back burner like I forgot I'll say about. One band totally fucked my list up. What? I'll give you a clue. We reviewed them last week. Yeah, I know. Number one for me, probably. I don't know number one, but it might be. I can't stop listening. Poor Lelouz keeps dropping lower and lower. Mm, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, came out. Now, my number one, I think, is set, and it's not Surfboards. My number one, it probably is going to be Surfboards. Um, but as I said, there's a lot of really good out. Like, as I was saying, like, that Sick of It All album is really good. Mm-hmm. Madball, Wisman Chains, 
some years that would have been in my like close to my top like the end of the list like five to ten but there's so much other good stuff mm-hmm. out and then there's now like beach house like the, the seventh one yeah. I, I still li- I've li- listened mm-hmm. to last week and i still like it um yeah. where it might sneak in a 10 i don't know you know there's a there's mm-hmm. it seemed like something good would come out and then something would push it out of yeah. the way like every other week yeah yeah i agree, that, I agree yeah completely. speaking of number one to number twos yeah poo no, well, always, but um, in keeping with my New Year's resolution. Oh, yeah, did you? I have now it? watched Attack of the Clones. Okay. You put a pin in, I'm getting a beer. Yeah. While James is getting a beer, I'll say the, the resolution I have not done yet. Any coupons? I used coupons years oh, yeah. ago. Fleetwood Mac. I did not purchase a Best of Fleetwood Mac yet. And I also did listen back to last year's podcast to see if... Uh, there's a third one. There probably is a third one. Uh, yeah, we should try to do that. Oh, fun fact. If yeah. you don't like sports and you don't like the beach, it's really hard to find a woman in your 40s. Her 40s. Especially the fucking Eagles. Me? No. <laughs> I have no problem finding women in their 40s. Yeah. Hey, yo. Hold up. Oh, my God. That's so disgusting. What? Well, you rather burp or the other way? Yeah, I guess I'll take the other way. Yeah. You know what? I'm like, I get thoroughly annoyed at burps. I don't yeah. know if it, oh. You know that pet peeve. It doesn't. Yeah. I've gotten better in my old age. No. But when I burp, I think it's totally funny. Yeah. But when Mark burps, I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Well, this is. I get that from This is, I think it's early reflux burping. Mm. And I've been eating a lot of Tums. So, Attack of the Clones derided as being the worst of the movies in recent years. Yes. I think I have to stand by that. Mm. I was hoping to be surprised. No, not really. It's kind of very haphazard and it falls apart in the end. Here are things I like about it. Things I hate about it first. The beginning. <laughs> the middle and the end. It's sort mm-hmm. of like the big problem is there's, a, there's way too much fan service in there and it just doesn't work. Um, the beginning I think is awkward and that there's a very big contrivance where the whole sequence of events is Zam, Wuff- Zam Wessel. Oh, I love Sam Wessel. Is goes to kill Amidala, and she gets killed within like a minute. In a minute by Django Fett using a Camino saber dart, which is very contrived, and of course leads Obi Wan Kenobi to Camino, where the clones are made. Mm. Now I had thought about this, and arguably was that with that animal that he would ride on? I was like, Wah! third movie, Wah! third movie. <laughs> You mean Natalie Portman? No, I like Natalie Portman. No, that's the third movie. I know how you know exactly what I'm talking about. So arguably, you could reason that Jango Fett specifically used a very unique the saber dart because mm. they wanted to bring the Jedi to Kamino. Could be. But that would be giving George Lucas way too much credit. I just thought he was just handing out plot coupons left and right <laughs> for the sake of just moving the story along and having his PSA about death sticks. They're dangerous. Don't smoke them. Love story, very blah. Tell George Lucas doesn't understand love like a human. Um, young, uh, all the Sam people, uh, Holocaust, not particularly good. Django Fett, kind of dull. Um, the I ending. remember liking it when it came out. Like, yeah, I did the too, theater. but it, there's a lot like Yoda, fucking stupid. His, is, that when he's, is that the third one he's bouncing around? The second it? one, and everyone's like, ooh, Yoda has superpowers. Yeah. You can do blah, blah, blah. We have to talk about Yoda again, too. All right, yeah, we'll get back to Yoda. Things I liked. Okay. I like the Camino aliens because they talk to everyone. Aside, well, one, they dress like they're ravers. 
And two, they talk to everyone like the person they're talking to is a special needs child. Oh. And it's great. They're like, yeah, we've made the clones for you. And it's like, and we pay him a lot of money. And it's funny, but yeah, they talk to everyone like they're slow. I do appreciate that. I like that when Obi-Wan goes into the space diner because it answers an age-old question. Okay. In Star Wars, the the one people now call New Hope, it's Star Wars, folks. They go to Obi-Wan the first time and Luke's like, I think these are your droids. And he's like, I don't remember owning any droids. But of course, in the prequel trilogy, he's bumping into 3PO and D2 uh, the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they answer why the why he doesn't remember owning the droids in the diner scene, mm. and that is basically long story short, he is a droid racist and does not. They all look the same. To, I'm not kidding. The dude, the space like cook, uh-huh. wearing his bushnet, um, <laughs> makes some comment about I don't even remember what. And then yeah, Obi Wan makes a really denigrating statement about droids and how they're just toasters basically which i agree it's okay like here and there um i think that it's hard to get a read on it but you could argue that hayden christensen is he's kind of wooden in there but he's sort of acting like an adult jake lloyd would now again i think that's giving everyone a little too much credit Mm -hmm. but yeah that's it it's kind of a yeah movie second movie literally just to get us to the third movie uh duke is a dumb name Reminds me of poop. Poo-poo. Uh, little Boba Fett, dumb. Because Jango Fett's dumb. And Boba Fett is super dumb. And he's not as cool as you think. And that's it. I think you're a Lord Dooku. And Lion King is a very mediocre movie. Anyway. What, the original? Yeah, it was a big topic of conversation. And I yeah, was... people are like losing their shit with this new one. I'm like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Is JTT going to be the voice? <laughs> oh, so then I... no. Then no. I will not watch so... it. So it's funny because I had to, I don't even know how it started, um, but it it ended up being like a a conversation about Disney soundtracks. Uh And I made the statement that I was, even though I love Sir Elton John, Sir Mm. Elton John, uh, Lion King is a very mediocre, unforgettable movie. And I was like, one of the things that takes me out of it is all the voices are celeb voices. Yeah. So someone had made the comment that he's like, Don, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is a he was at a the celeb, time. and that's what I said. I was like, no, he was. He's he big was, at the time. He is the fucking biggest celeb. Disney bought JTT from his parents. Yeah, pretty much. Why are people hating on JTT? I don't know. It's because they wanted to disprove my wisdom, mm. and they were wrong. I, I I think the Lion King is. And this is coming from me. I don't. I'm not a Disney person. Mm-hmm. You will it's be okay. next year. No, I, I thought the Lion King was okay. It was. It was okay. It's like any other of those Disney mm-hmm. movies. But people like losing their mind over this stuff. I'm like, dude, you're fucking 50. It's a fucking... People do. Ugh. It's like the Nutcracker movie. How people... It's... There's a Nutcracker movie yeah. out, like coming out. It might be like next week and mm-hmm. people... I don't know. People like talking mice. Yeah, it's I think weird. the mice are evil. In it. I did see The Grinch. Yeah? Not, Excuse me. Did it still Christmas this time? It did still Christmas this Fuck. time. Fuck! Victor, Victor wanted to see it, so we went to the movie tavern and... Um, he did good. He liked it. I thought it was. I, I I liked it. I'm not. I'm not a kids movie persons per se. Mm-hmm. But I was entertained. Like it was just different enough. 
where you're not watching the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. I heard a couple people complain. They're like, oh, dude, Grinch was just not angry enough. Like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just kicking puppy. And then I like think about stuff and Cindy Lou. For being a little kid. Oh my god, this is for being be a little kid. Fucking hate. No, no, right. Cindy Lou. She, she was cute. It was a good character, yeah. but she's. I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the movie. Maybe only like, two. Well, if the, Cindy Lou, who only two. I don't think she's two in the movie. Oh, well, she have like. She might be like ten. Oh, all right. But for ten-year-olds, like she sure goes out a lot, and her mom doesn't yeah. really like keep a tone on her. She's like eighteen, her. and she's like. No, nah, she she's not eighteen. It was. A, it's a cute him. movie. Um, Victor said he wanted to see it again, and he might see it again, no. but um. If you have kids and want to watch some, it's not too bad. Mm. Mm. So, interesting. So you said Yoda. You brought up Yoda. This is a Facebook thing. James has been very angry at people. I am not angry. I'm not angry. I'm trying to keep the PMA. It's uh, Bow ties. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So I stumbled across this t-shirt, and I thought it was going back to my other story, like a t-shirt my mom would buy. <laughs> and it had, it was Star Wars, and it was... Um, Yoda, and it said something about, like, seagulls. I don't even remember what it said. It's something with seagulls. And I was like, I don't even fucking understand this. Like, where does this come from? So I took a screenshot, and I put it on my Facebook, and I'm like, I don't understand. And my friend Toby sent a link of what it was, and I was like, okay. And it was, I guess it's some big internet thing with Yoda and talking about these seagulls that he doesn't like. You say it was, like, poorly lip red star wars or some shit like that or... it's like it goes to this song like i don't i forget how it is like you google it I, i'm sure i sound like the oldest 40 year old mm-hmm. ever um and i'm like it, it was okay mm-hmm. i i don't understand why there's a t-shirt made of it so anyway like i like i didn't care that toby sent me the link at least i know what it was i just had people like i was just surprised the amount of people who knew what it yeah, was i had no idea what it was that's pretty cool so. <laughs> and i was like wow do i just not go online a lot mm-hmm. or am i just like could give a shit less no, about I feel Star like Wars a super nowadays. Niche thing and... Like I, I, I used to enjoy Star Wars. Yeah. Just I just don't. It's I can't keep up with the internet. It got stuff. ruined for me <laughs> when Luke. Yeah, I can't take the internet shit. Yeah, I can't take. We can't just watch movies anymore and enjoy them. And yeah, <laughs> we are both fucking bitter old fucks. I know. We're like, let's do this. Let's record at seven so we can both be in bed by... Well, I'll be in later than you. No, You'll be, be in bed, bed by like ten. I'm thinking of going to Target. Oof. Are you thinking of business? Ugh. Really? Yeah. I went... We picked up um, food from PJ Willihan's. Yeah. And there must have been a cheer competition. I'm sure you'd be fine oh. if you go now and be too mm-hmm. bad or at nine. But it was loaded there. I had to like find a parking yeah. spot to go into PJ Willihan's. Mm-hmm. So. Ah. Well, Interesting. Thrilling. Anyway. Thrilling. Maybe we should just cut our losses now. I know. This wasn't even a funny episode. Yeah. Not really. No. Yeah. But we had some good music to talk Yeah, that's true. And stuff. We'll make the next one funny. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Trash House Street. Trash House usual Street. Usual places. Yeah, why don't why don't people like? Just, I don't know. No, just message us or something. No, no one says anything. Don't anymore. say that's so depressing. No, no, no one likes us. <laughs> well, that's a given, but yeah. Anyway, just even like message us a hug, even though I'd be like, "Who's this fucking creepo?" <laughs> wow, this is turning depressing. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's like a Thomas Jane Grace <laughs> album. All right, anyone, goodbye. See ya. But I do the world and everybody wants